I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm going to tell you something that may shock you. There are politicians who make promises and talk all about the things they're going to accomplish and then don't do them. Yeah, I thought there'd be gas with disbelief. Some people promise things they have no intention of keeping. But there's another kind of bogus good news. There is that news that sounds good, but really is not. If you are a high school freshman and you are told you're going to have the easiest teacher for English one of them all, that may sound like good news, but... In fact, maybe you won't learn the things that you need to learn, not only to do well in the English courses that follow, but, but to use those skills in your life's work. And this is true within the church as well. There is a lot of talk in the church that sounds good. There is a lot of talk about successful living and better relationships, better romance, your best purpose-driven life now. All sorts of good-sounding things. But not all good news is the good news. Not all good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a truth that we desperately need. We are not in the right with Almighty God. Without that good news, we would be lost forever. Our text from 1 Kings describes the people of Israel as being like sheep scattered on the mountainside. Describes them as sheep in need of a shepherd. Our text is uh, an event that, is, that took place during a rather dismal time in the history of Israel. Do you remember, may remember the, the kingdom was divided into the northern kingdom called Israel and the southern kingdom called Judah. Now, Judah had some good kings, people like Jehoshaphat of our text, but the kings of Israel were all evil. And the king on the throne at the time when this episode took place, Ahab, was one of the worst. For not only did he fail to lead the people of his kingdom in right faith and right worship, but along with his wife Jezebel, he actually promoted the worship of Baal, the false god of the Canaanites people of Israel needed a shepherd. They needed someone to lead them in the right way. Like those ancient Israelites, we need a shepherd for we are like scattered sheep. We read in the book of Isaiah, all of us like sheep have gone astray. Now I don't have any first-hand uh, experience with sheep, but I know this much that if sheep get lost, they don't find their way back again. They need a shepherd to go find them and bring them home. The people of Israel needed a shepherd. They needed someone to bring them back to the one true God. It was a shepherd for God's ancient people. The Lord God Almighty was their shepherd. Through various of his prophets and other leaders, God brought his saving word to the Israelites so that they would have his promise of salvation. All of that is part of the background to our Lord's discourse on himself as the good shepherd. 
Yes, Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the one who seeks the lost and brings them back. Jesus is the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd who took his life up again. Jesus is the one who did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Jesus is the one who brings us to God. What Christ has done for us is the gospel truth. It is the gospel. It is the good news of salvation. And it is the truth. For it is about what really took place. The events of the gospel are events that took place in history. The death of Jesus is referred to not only in the gospels, but in sources outside of the Bible. The resurrection of Jesus is also referred to in sources outside the Bible. And that was a resurrection that could have easily been disproved by his enemies. All they would have had to do was produce the corpse. But no one could ever produce the corpse because, in fact, the Christ who was put to death on the cross really did rise from the dead. The gospel is the truth. The gospel is true words. But the gospel is more than true words. The gospel also has power. God the Holy Spirit works through the word. God the Holy Spirit works through the word with power. Power to bring the hearers to put their faith in Jesus Christ and through that faith to have his forgiveness and salvation. Through the word, God the Holy Spirit works with power to bring us the gift of eternal life. We see an example of God the Holy Spirit working through his word with power in the ministry of the prophet Micaiah. What he foretold through the word of God came to pass. The military expedition on which Ahab took part did not prove successful. He did not come home in victory and peace as Micaiah had foretold he perished in battle. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth through Micaiah. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth through prophets and apostles. The Holy Spirit moved various prophets and apostles to record his word for us in the Holy Scriptures. The Holy Scriptures are the word, the word of God, the word of God, the Holy Spirit. Even today, God the Holy Spirit speaks to you and to me through his word of the scriptures. But there are other spirits than the Holy Spirit. There are spirits who speak a word other than the word of God the Holy Spirit. There are charlatans and religious hucksters in the world who pass off their words is the word of God. Some of these are mere con men. Some of them speak because an evil spirit is inspiring and promoting and guiding the words that they say. In our text, we see an example of this in the false prophet Zedekiah. Zedekiah told King Ahab what he wanted to hear. 
using a visual aid, obviously he was a gifted communicator, Zedekiah told the king that he would be successful in battle, that he would be victorious over his enemies. Zedekiah was joined by a host of other prophets who told King Ahab what he wanted to hear. That Ahab would be successful was a popular message. Popular because it was what the king wanted to hear. Popular because it was what many other prophets were saying. Yet our text is a dramatic illustration of the fact that what is popular, what is the majority opinion, what people want to hear is not always the truth. The truth cannot always be determined by majority opinion. The prophets, the false prophets of our text, by their words and by their actions, were attempting to make what they wanted to happen, happen. But God is our, not our servant. God does not do what we think he ought to do. For that's a temptation for us as well. We may not consciously think it, but, but sometimes we act as though we can make God do what we want to do. We, we may be tempted with the thought that, well, if, if we pray enough, if we do this or that enough, if we do the right thing, then, then God will do what we want him to do. We, we sometimes act as though we can buy God off. Well, truth has a source. That's why Micaiah could speak the truth. He got it from the source. In our text, Micaiah describes how he was privileged to be taken by way of a vision into the presence of God, into his heavenly counsel. God's heavenly counsel is, is his presence. It is gathered before him are, are his angels, before all in heaven. Now, the scriptures tell us that from time to time, God would give one of his prophets access to the heavenly counsel. Now, in God's heavenly counsel is where things are, are as they are where things are as they really are, and, and where the future, how they will really be, is determined. If a prophet is given access to that, then he is able to tell what will happen in the future. He, was, he is able to tell the truth of what will happen. Micaiah had been in the presence of God, and so he was able correctly to say that Ahab's expedition would not be successful, able to accurately predict that Ahab would die in battle. In a similar way, God revealed the truth through the ministry of our Lord Jesus. At what, one point recorded in the book of Acts, we are told that the opponents of the apostles, Peter and John, recognized that the two of them had been with Jesus through Christ himself. These apostles were given access to the truth, to the truth that they boldly proclaimed whenever they had the opportunity. God has revealed his truth through his heavenly counsel, and through the ministry of Jesus, and through the witness of prophets and apostles recorded in his word. The scriptures are the word of God. The scriptures are the truth. 
The Scriptures are the instrument of God, the Holy Spirit Himself. And through the Scriptures, He reveals the truth, including the truth about the way of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Hence, pastors and churches must speak only what God's Word says. We have no right to, to use the, the church, to use a place like this pulpit for, for broadcasting our own ideas about religion or about any other topic for that matter. We must speak only the Word of God and all the Word of God. His Word of law that condemns and that guides as well as His Word of gospel that imparts to us the gift of salvation. We must speak all the Word of God, also those portions that may not be popular with some people. That is what we must do, even though it may bring persecution. We hear how the prophet Micaiah suffered persecution for his bold proclamation of the truth of God's Word. At the command of Ahab, he was put in prison on a, on a meager diet. And since Ahab did not return in peace, we, we can only imagine what might have happened to Micaiah after this. You and I will face persecution as well. The Bible says, all who desire to lead a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Now, that persecution may take many forms. Certainly, it will include the disdain of the unbelieving world toward us, the low opinion they have of us because of our beliefs and proclamation, the, the rejection of our message, the rejection of us, the, the ill treatment, at least the, the standoffishness that they may show toward us because of it. But it may take the form of physical persecution as well. In our history, we've associated that more with, with times past, with, with other parts of the world. But it's possible that kind of persecution may come to us as well. For example, someday in our country, will it be illegal to, to say that homosexuality is wrong? Will it be considered hate speech to say that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation? Will laws be passed and enforced to punish those who dare to set forth such a point of view? The truth may bring persecution, but the truth brings salvation, and falsehood brings deception. Our text reports how lying spirits were permitted to enter into the false prophets and to move them to speak lies. The lying spirits drove the false prophets further into deception and error and judgment. Holding to the truth brings blessing. Holding to error may cause us to fall farther and farther into error and even perhaps into unbelief and judgment. Our text demonstrates that the truth will prevail. Yes, Micaiah was persecuted, but he was vindicated by God. Ahab and his lot seemed to flourish, but he fell under the judgment of Almighty God. 
There is only one truth about the way of salvation. There is only one truth about Jesus Christ recorded in the Scriptures. And so as we hold to the truth of the Scriptures in our proclamation and in our faith, we will be blessed. And so this day of Pentecost is a good time for us to recommit ourselves to the truth of God's Word. Hold fast to the Word of God. Hold fast to the Word, for it is the truth. And as Jesus himself said, if you continue in my Word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.